Nilsos. Welcome to episode number three, where I will be chatting with my best friend, Lauren Walker, about dating in the military. Lauren has been dating her airman for over two years and recently got engaged this summer. Um, shortly after that, she PCS for the first time to Texas, which, by the way, I realized I haven't gone over what the acronym PCS means, but it's basically the military's fancy way of telling you to pack up your things, uproot your life at your current location, and move to a new military installation, which will likely happen about every two to four years. So the acronym PCS actually stands for Permanent Change of Station. And fun fact, more than 400,000 PCS orders are issued every year. So the next time you get one of those babies, think about all the other people that are also going through a PCS along with you. And I just think that's crazy to think about how many people have to do this every year. But I digress. Together, Lauren and I are going to highlight some of the leading questions that we feel are important conversations to have with your man or woman in uniform from day one on your very first date and beyond. I hope these questions prompt you to connect more with your service member, regardless of how long you guys have been together. I've got your six mil, so. Yay! I have my friend Lauren here today, who I have known for over a decade now, which is weird to think about. Oh my gosh, we're old. <laughs> we're so old. We met in college. But I'm going to have Lauren tell you guys a little bit about her. So take it away, Lauren. Hi, I'm Lauren. I now currently live in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I'm originally from Las Vegas, Nevada. I've been here about three months with my fiance. And like Lindsay said, we met in college. We went to the University of Oregon. Um, moved around a few times, moved back home. And now I'm in San Antonio. <laughs> Yay, San Antonio. That's one of the bases that I want to see someday. Too. Me too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience so far as a Milso? Sure. I met my fiance um, two and a half years ago this month. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Two and a half years ago this week. That's super exciting. In the middle of the <laughs> pandemic, actually, ironically, um, and kind of hit it off super quickly and there was nothing else to do but hang out because it was the middle of a pandemic. So we got to know each other really fast and spent um, two years together and then we got engaged this past summer. And then we packed up all our stuff and we moved to San Antonio. Um, so now I am a fiance. Uh, so I have upgraded from girlfriend to fiance. <laughs> and uh, nothing has really changed as far as my interaction in the military with that. Uh, girlfriend and fiance is pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely would say when we lived in Las Vegas, that was my home. So I had my family and friends there. And I wouldn't say I was involved very much in the military community at all because I didn't really need to be. Jim, my fiance, worked a decently normal schedule uh, some <laughs> days were long and some days were normal so yeah. to me it was kind of like he just went to work and the only thing that was different was he wore camo and that was kind of it it wasn't really a big deal that 
he was in the military until we started, um, you know, getting really serious and knowing that he'll have to move and dealing with all of that. And now that I am away from family and in a new base, it's definitely something I want to lean into a little bit more because I don't have those family and friends around as often as I did at home. Yeah, which totally makes sense. And I'm sure there's lots of people who are listening right now who are in the same boat. So <laughs> you are in good company. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so today I thought you would be a great person to have on um, because you're the person that obviously I love because you're my best friend but also you just got engaged and have just exited this military girlfriend phase and so I thought it would be good to do a podcast about things that girlfriends who are uh, partners with military members should be considering or asking their service members when they first meet them and so Lauren and I had a brainstorming session together and came up with this list of questions that we feel like you should think about. Maybe consider asking <laughs> your service <laughs> member up front. Um, and as Lauren already mentioned, she met Jim when they were in Las Vegas and Lauren's family is in Las Vegas. And so she was a local and he was somebody who was having to pop around with the military. So Lauren, do you want to say what your first question would be or what it was when you first met Jim? Yeah. How long are you going to be here was my first question. And it was my first question because I didn't want to be in a situation where he was only going to be there for like two months. And then, <laughs> you know, what if I fell head over heels for him, which I did. And then he was only going to be there for two months. And then we had to be in the situation of, do we want to do long distance? Or should I move with you now? I only met you two months ago. Or do we just say that was a fun two months and let it go? Because we don't want to deal with all of those things. So um, I got really lucky and met Jim two months after he got to Vegas. And so he was going to be there for at least two years. And... I was like, cool, that's perfect because now we'll get to know if we really like each other and if this is something serious. And then if it is, we can have those big conversations, you know, of do we want to move and things like that. But I just didn't want to go into it if he wasn't going to be there long enough to get to know each other. Yeah. And the other thing that could be a good one to ask up front is how much time do you have left on your contract? Because even if they're there right now but they only have a little bit of time left on their contract and they don't plan on re-enlisting or continuing on in that career, then it may also be another one of those things where you don't have to have the conundrum of are we going to do long distance and such because they're going to get out and not have to move anymore. Exactly, yeah. And I think another one was what's your job like in terms of like how much time am I actually going to see you? Like, what are your hours like? You don't necessarily have to tell me the details of your job if you're not supposed to, but when can I expect to see you? <laughs> yeah, I think like with Jim and I, I didn't know before I met him that he doesn't have the opportunity to use his phone very much at work. I didn't know that. And so we were like texting and then I wouldn't hear from him for hours. And I was like, is he just not interested? You know, you just, you don't know. And so then it was nice to hear reassuring later, like, oh no, I just, I 
am busy at work and I don't have my phone while I'm there. And I was like, oh, cool. So it's not me. <laughs> you just can't talk to me. Um, so even stuff like that is interesting to know, which I feel like, again, that's not necessarily, Yeah. that could be anybody, anybody's job could have, you know, the ability where they're just busy all day and have no ability to, to talk to you at all during the day. But it was nice to know that up front. And then, like I said, he was in a job at the time where he kind of knew what his hours were going to be. And he knew when he was going to have longer days and longer hours. So it was nice to, for him to be to like, this month is going to be really bad as a heads up. Um, that's not always the case. So it's nice to yeah. know. No, no. So it's nice to know um, sometimes like, are you going to be a job where you're going to work 18 hours every day or are you going to have normal days or what? Because especially if you're trying to build a relationship, it's important to know how often you're going to be able to see each other. Yeah, because especially in the beginning, if you're not able to connect much, then they're probably not going to be able to grow very much as a couple mm -hmm. or learn very much about them and if they're the person for you. So, um, And then the other one that I feel like is a good question to ask the last one up front is uh, are you supposed to deploy anytime soon? Because I know that that's something that has happened to many of my friends where they like just met their military member and then six weeks later he's supposed to leave and <laughs> go across the world and do something crazy. And magically they still made it work and it was totally fine. And I know that that happens all the time, but it's also a good question to just ask and be able to prepare yourself for if that is coming. And if it's not, then great. Then that's one less thing that <laughs> you have to think about. <laughs> yeah. And I think piggybacking off of that as well is if you have a job that is likely to deploy as well. Um, some people don't have jobs where they're going to deploy at all or often. And some people have jobs where they could deploy every year or so so I think it's important to know what you're signing up for <laughs> yeah I mean never say never it's the military so who knows like somebody could think they'll never deploy and then they do but um it is kind of nice I think to know what you're what you're getting into yeah and your service members should be able to know basically on an actual basic level when they're when they're due for a deployment um and I think now the deployments are kind of on a downturn. They're getting less and less, which is nice for us because we're in a little peacetime, but it it could change at any moment. So being able to know what your service member is scheduled to do mm -hmm. is important. And then we had a couple of other questions that we thought of that weren't necessarily things you should talk about on the first date, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely things that you should consider asking down the road just as conversation starters, like why did you join in the first place and are, how involved are you currently in your unit? Do you expect me to be involved? And can I even be involved? Because sometimes when you're a military girlfriend or a fiance and you don't have a DOD ID yet, then you're not able to have the same kind of access that spouses have yet. And um, so sometimes that ability to be a part of unit activities is limited in terms of um, 
being a part of leadership teams, but everybody's always looking for volunteers and you can obviously go to balls and fun social events. But if you're trying to do more than just social events, um, that could be another good question to ask. Yeah, I think the default on that is just ask a lot of questions to your service member because they are going to be your information packet basically because you're not a spouse yet. And so you have to get all of your information from them. And if you want to be involved, you have to make it known that you want to be involved so that they know to look out for things for you because I'm sure there's plenty of things that go on that they don't care about. And so they (laughs) wouldn't tell you if they didn't know and that you wanted to be involved. So I think just asking a lot of questions is always good and making sure if you want to be involved that you let them know so that they can let you know when those things are happening or give you a resource like now that we live here in San Antonio you know Jim can connect me with people here and give me information for key spouses or things like that that um, that I can take it upon myself to get involved but I need him to do that for me because I can't do it for myself yet. Yeah. So if you're a military girlfriend, definitely try to partner with your military member because they're going to have all the answers for pretty much everything you need at this point in your relationship. As things evolve and you potentially get more involved in military life, more doors could open for you. I know there's some people who volunteered with the USO and other organizations like that that kind of gave them an in without being married but that's something else that you can consider later yeah and i think too it's important to know you also don't have to be involved if you don't want to be involved that's not something that is required you are not in the military your spouses so um if you don't want to be involved that's also okay yes there's no i think like you said asking how much do you expect me to be involved? Because I know for us, Jim is like, that's on you. Whatever, whatever level you want to be involved is good with me. So, um, if you don't want any, then that's great. And if you want everything, then that's great too. (laughs) Yes. hundred percent. I know when, um, Eric and I dated for five years before we actually got married. And so, a lot of that time, I was by myself. We moved across the country. For my family's in Oregon, and we moved to New York. Way different environment there. And we lived off base. And it was kind of an isolating time for me. And so I, looking back on it now, I kind of wish that I had gotten more involved than I did but at the time I chose not to because my mom was sick with cancer and I wanted to be able to be free to go home whenever I needed to or whenever she needed me and so it's a personal choice for you how much involvement you wish to have like Lauren said. Speaking of families another question that you can ask is if they plan on having a family (laughs) and how they want to support and be a part of family life while simultaneously being in the military because I think that that can be a really difficult thing to balance. I'm my husband and I are currently trying to work that balance out and it's um 
it's a hard it's a hard thing to do and it's something that maybe you have a different idea about how that will be when you are hypothetically thinking about it and then once you're in it have a totally different <laughs> approach <laughs> but um I think that could be a good question maybe once you get to Lauren's phase or a little before that just talking about if they want to do the family life route how they've envisioned that being yeah i think that's really important i mean obviously it's important for any relationship um you have to talk about if you want to have kids or not but there are challenges that come with that if you're gonna have a family in the military down to the basic of you know you're if you have to move all the time your kids got to go with you so you got to move your kids all the time and are you comfortable with not only uprooting yourself very often but also uprooting your children and um you know, looking at the fact that for someone like me, I lived at home and if I'd stayed at home, not like at my parents' house, but like I lived in Las Vegas with my family. And if I had stayed there, I'd have like a whole community around me to raise children with. And now I've moved somewhere else where I have no family and I won't have that particular community around to help raise my kids. Now that's not to say that there's not a wonderful community within the military to help you with that. But you know, it's different and those are things that you have to think about, consider and talk about with your partner and and decide how you feel about all of those things. They're important conversations. Yeah. And then just one to ask yourself too is how comfortable you are with the idea of potentially moving out of the country overseas or to um, Hawaii. I know Hawaii is part of the country, but it's off the mainland. Um so how comfortable you are with just the idea of moving all the time and then potentially moving across the world. Um, Cause some jobs that's a reality, but some like, I think Jim's, he only has like five bases or something that he can rotate through Yeah, because <laughs> of his specialized position. You know, you never know. You could go anywhere, but we'll probably not go anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. But even just moving from Vegas to San Antonio was big for me. Leaving family was big, and you have to ask yourself if you're okay with moving all over the place because we've now moved here, and that was a big deal and a, a whole whole new level of being in the military and dealing with all of that, and to know that we can do that again in two years. Like, so it's definitely something that you'll want to think about. Yeah. And I know that my husband's at the stage now where he's also considering going back to school to get his master's. And so that could be another question you could ask is, are you planning on doing that? Because that could require you to move again to wherever that school is. Or if they want to do that online, that could be an easier option (laughs) than having to move. And just that's also another time commitment. So... Um, like Jim, my fiance right now, he is getting his master's and he's doing it online. So he's doing it here, uh, in San Antonio. And, um, so that's just another thing that is on his brain and on his plate. And he has to juggle starting a new job, you know, and then also doing school and making sure I'm okay because I just moved my whole life here. So he has a lot on his plate, and those are definitely conversations that you have to to talk about. It's something that we talked about before we moved, and he said, 
I'm gonna have this other time commitment and you know, you'll have to work with me and be flexible and I'm gonna spend as much time with you as I possibly can because that's my number one priority. Um, but I also have all these other things going on. So we're gonna have to be a team and work together. And so yeah, school is another big deal. <laughs> a lot of people go back to get some sort of degree. Yeah, or certificate or special trainings that could require you to not have the same amount of time as a couple that you maybe previously did. Yeah, and that I guess something too, like people travel all the time for training. So you might be with somebody who doesn't deploy a lot, but they have to go away for a lot of trainings or something like that. So those are just interesting things to know. Yeah. And then the last one to consider asking is what does the service member see themselves doing once their military career is over? Because I know there's a lot of people who are either like, I'm going to do it for the full 20 years and get the retirement <laughs> benefits out of it. Or they're like ready to get out <laughs> or they, they're not sure and waffling all the time and asking the question of like, should I reenlist or should I just leave? And um, so it would be a good thing to ask what they generally are interested in after military life is over because um, some people might, one of our friends wants to open a burger shop. And that's his dream is to just get out and have a super laid back job somewhere where he can just run a little shop. And that's the biggest stress he has is running the little shop. Mm -hmm. And and then there's some people who want to take on the full stress load of going into politics or doing another degree to become a doctor or a lawyer or something else. And that's more stress <laughs> that um, I think is good to know because then you can kind of prepare yourself too for what your service member envisions for their life and you can also plan in your own life what kind of things are important to you and how does that mesh with their life that they envision after military? Yeah, I think it's important, obviously, what they want to do with their career and life after the military and also yourself too. You know, if you have a job or if you have a career, or you have aspirations, those are 100% just as important. So, you know, understanding where that's going to take you as a couple, if you both have big career goals or if you have no career goals and they have all of them or vice versa, so like those are things that are important to understand because you will have to work around some of those things for the military. It won't be your life forever. It just, it won't. Eventually they're going to get out. And the most important thing is your relationship, not your relationship and the military. So build your relationship for you guys and work with all the stuff that's thrown at you because of the military. Yes, exactly. Um, any other questions that you can think of that I missed? I don't think so. I think we hit a lot of just like good general what it's like to meet somebody in the military. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it sounds like extra complicated and it is because there's no denying that that's just an extra layer of stress and difficulty sometimes and frustration. <laughs> but if it's the right person, then all of that is worth it. Lauren, I'm so excited that I got to have you on today. 
being in a podcast with your best friends great i recommend it where can listeners connect with you after the episode's over um you can reach me on instagram my handle is at lorelotti l-a-u-r-l-o-t-t-i-e yeah you can find me there if you have any girlfriend struggles she's there with you <laughs> don't have the ids yet <laughs> no. she's there <laughs> one of these days man one of these days <laughs> Well, it was great to have you. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Brave New Milso podcast. I am genuinely grateful for you and am hoping you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast? Or if you're feeling like spreading a little extra magic today, maybe leave me a rating or a review. All of these things help podcasters out so much. I cannot wait to learn more with you in the next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Brave New Milso podcast.